This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. It's to the United States today, where over the past several decades, one part of the Iowa State has become a hub for buildings by some of the world's best-known architects. We're heading to the campus of the University of Iowa in Iowa City. There, Monocle's Thomas Lewis went for a tour of the site with university architect Rod Lenhertz. I wear two hats, so I, I've been with the university for 30 years. Oh, wow. And I am the university architect, and that was my coming back home. I was born and raised in Iowa City, left to become an architect. But when I came back, it was as an architect, and then as university architect. Nine years ago, I was asked to add to my, I suppose, my resume by becoming senior vice president for finance and operations. And so I wouldn't. But but, yeah, but the architecture is in my heart. So I said, sure, I'll be glad to as long as I can wear two hats and remain university architect. We've been around for 175 years. There are three moments in the history of our campus that mark us physically. One of those was the Chicago World's Fair in 1893. The great white city, Beaux-Arts classical design, was mimicked by the University of Iowa right after the World's Fair. And the original capital for the state of Iowa, the gold dome of the old capital, is surrounded by four buildings that mimicked the World's Fair in Chicago. That became our white city, this limestone. You couldn't do it like that forever, but it is supported then by a base of then turning to the 20s, 30s, 40s of brick architecture. We went to the Board of Regents in the state of Iowa in the 1960s and said, we want to, we need to express our level of creativity. We have here, not only at the university, but this small community in our architecture. And in the 1960s, starting in 1969, they allowed us to bring internationally renowned architects to do internationally recognizable architects. It started with Max Abramovich shortly after Avery Fisher Hall in United Nations in New York. He came here to do our original Museum of Art in 1969, followed by our Hampshire Performing Arts Center in 1972. Now a rest in peace building due to the flood of 2008. The third moment in our history was the flood of 2008, a $750 million disaster. We're still the number one largest individual owner uh, customer in FEMA history. 22 major buildings, many of them are star buildings. And that rebuilding process afforded us an opportunity to mature as a campus, to create even more impressive architecture, but also a much better protected campus and one that is a national model. In fact, our Hydraulics Institute invented the Iowa Flood Center that is internationally renowned for their expertise in flood protection, flood recovery, and flood understanding. And all of those came because of a disaster. But as we take a walk, the expression of the architects and architecture on our campus are absolutely part and parcel with the creativity of this institution, the commitment to creativity in the arts, and thus, because we're such a large part of Iowa City, our community, they're us as well. The Visual Arts Building by Stephen Hull and Hancher by Pelly Clark Pelly were both projects 
in partnership with the federal government as replacement projects because the original 1972 Max Abramovitz Hancher Performing Arts Center and School of Music were wiped away. It's gone entirely. And as a matter of fact, we were building its replacement as we were tearing down the old building. And there was a lot of politics associated with this and back and forth with the federal government, but ultimately the right thing happened. And in fact, it resulted in two buildings because it wasn't just a performing arts center, it was a school of music that was 300,000 square feet. There was no place where our students could get to it and it could stay dry on our campus for a building of that scale. So we negotiated with FEMA and they allowed us to build two buildings, a performing arts center, Hancher, and then a new school of music, the Voxman School of Music, which is downtown. And we put it right in the center of our campus and center of downtown. And it's an important change we made because the School of Music, that building, which has the only Kleiss organ in the Americas, the Kleiss family out of Germany came and built it in the new building. And you have to go to Europe for any other Kleiss organs. Remarkable space, probably one of the more beautiful spaces on campus. That building hosts as many as 400 events a year, performances a year from students, faculty, visiting scholars, all of them free, and now all of them right in the middle of downtown Iowa City. So it's transformational, not only for the program, but for the entire community. And then of course, Hancher by Cesar Pelli uh, was quite a feat. The third building we'll look at, Art Building West, I will admit happens to be this university architect's favorite building on our campus. That one was damaged by the flood and has its own story, but uh, was part of the context of the maturation of a University of Iowa campus that started with Abramovitz, Walter Netsch, Frank Geary, Gunnar Burkitz, and others on our campus, Charles Gwathmi. I have really enjoyed my and our relationship with Stephen Hall and with Chris McVoy and they sort of finish each other's sentences. And I think Stephen would probably say the programs for those two buildings fit him like a glove. They were both works of art for works of art to be created. And we saw that in the production of those. The University Architect of the University of Iowa, Rod Lenhertz, speaking to Monocle's Thomas Lewis. That's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to our main programme, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Or, if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine. It's on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Maylie Evans, with assistance from Lily Austin. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.